Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. So we're reading my book, The Pesky Kids 3, Stuck in the Mud, and now we're up to Chapter 17, Mud Therapy. Here we go. Joe was sitting in the back corner of Dad's garden, eating a slice of the Chelsea Bakery's finest mud cake. He was hiding from his own family, but also the world. He barely coped with the pressure of holding brief conversations. He didn't think he could handle the combined and conflicting expectations of so many people. Even eating the cake made him feel bad because it reminded him of poor Mr Chelsea and that misplaced decimal point. So Joe ate more cake to make himself feel better about the cake that was making him feel bad. Joe wondered if he had an eating disorder. This thought worried him even more, so he ate even more. Hello, Loretta's sweet voice made Joe flinch. He had thought he was completely hidden. He looked up to see Loretta's perfectly perfect face smiling back at him. He shoved the rest of the cake slice in his mouth. Now that's not a very good way to pursue a training regime, said Loretta. Carb loading is important, but you need to be working on technique and metabolic conditioning. Huh, said Joe, through his still three-quarter full mouth. But most importantly, if you're actually going to win the mud race, said Loretta, you need to train in mud. Real mud, not mud cake. She picked up the other half of the cake and threw it onto Dad's compost heap. Joe whimpered. Come along, said Loretta. I've got plans for you. Half an hour later, Joe found himself standing inside the St Anthony's Academy Equestrian Centre. It was an amazing facility. Mr Lang had not been exaggerating when he had described the school's extreme wealth. If anything, he'd been understating the case. Joe couldn't believe a town that had a school as mundane and run down as Currawong High could also have a school with facilities this spectacular. He supposed there must be a lot of extremely rich people who wanted to shove their kids into an opulent school in a remote country town. They walked through the dressage training area, past the show jumping field and out into the larger cross-country course. Why are we here? asked Joe. Because you need to train for obstacles and mud, said Loretta, and the cross-country training facility has plenty of both. Joe looked about at the array of hedges, fences, walls and ditches stretched out ahead of him. But but they're for horses, said Joe. Well, my horse won the mud run last year, Loretta said with a wink. If this training worked for Vladimir, I'm sure it can work for you. You can't be serious, said Joe. Loretta shrugged. That's up to you. How much do you want to win? Joe considered the question. The simple answer was, not at all. He didn't even want to go in the race. But he had to, and he had to win. So many people were depending on him. He couldn't let them all down, because then they'd want to talk to him about how he'd let them down, and that would just be unimaginably awful. (sighs) A lot, confessed Joe. Good, said Loretta. This is going to be fun. Giddy up! 
What, said Joe? Sorry, I'm used to talking to Vladimir when we're here, said Loretta. Off you go. Go where, asked Joe. The first jump, said Loretta, pointing to an unnervingly high hedge in front of them. Pretend you're a horse and get galloping. Really, asked Joe. Do I need to get out my spurs and jab you, asked Loretta. From the mischievous twinkle in her eye, she seemed to be hoping he would refuse. Joe took off jogging. The hedge was massive, but he took a running dive at it and he scraped through the top branches, flying out the other side where he tumbled into a roll and landed with a big splat in a puddle of mud. Well done, said Loretta as she jogged around the side of the hedge. Excellent start. Come on, up on your feet. You've got the water hazard next. It's down the hill. It helps if you get up as much speed as you can. Joe scrambled to his feet and took off running down the hill, giving himself over to Loretta's instructions in much the same way Vladimir would. It was easier just to relinquish free will entirely when he was with Loretta. Struggling to maintain control never worked. It was just exhausting. And while Loretta had a wicked streak... From Joe's experience, it had never been aimed at hurting anyone, so he knew he'd be all right. He might get bruised and bloodied and perhaps humiliated, but essentially he'd be all right, if by all right you simply mean not in an emergency room. Joe could live with that. At least that's what he told himself as he jumped over a farm gate and landed in two feet of freezing cold water. And that is the end of the chapter, so we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.